for a very long time, I was baffled by the gospel on one particular point. I thought to myself, if Jesus is the restoration of the fullness of humanity, if he is the restoration of the integrity and dignity and intimacy and love of God the Father that has existed since the very beginning of time, then why don't we know more about him? What was Jesus like when he was, I don't know, in, in kindergarten? And it wasn't in just a couple, until a couple of years ago that I discovered the answer, thanks to the work of Blessed Charles de Foucault. Blessed Charles wrote that we know absolutely nothing about Jesus' childhood because he lived his life for exactly one purpose. Not to have fun, not to play with his friends, not to show off how much he knew, not to show off his many great talents and skills. The sole purpose that Jesus pursued throughout his entire life was to know and do the will of our Father in heaven. And so for Jesus, that meant that for the vast majority of his life, he lived virtually unknown by the whole world, living in a house in Nazareth that very few people, if any, ever stopped to notice. And his days were full of obedience to Mary and to Joseph, doing everything that they asked him to do. And in the moment that fit the Father's purpose, he emerged from a life as an unknown carpenter in Nazareth of all places to go about the world to proclaim the coming of the kingdom of God, to institute the seven sacraments, to gather his circle of 12 apostles and to grant them everything that they would need in order to go forward into the world after his time on earth had ended in order that the whole world, people of all places and at every time, would know the good news of the Father's plan for salvation. Jesus knows how vulnerable we are to wandering off, and that is why right here, smack dab in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, he reminds his disciples, what St. Elizabeth Ann Seton would put this way to her community. We live to do God's will in the manner that he wills it to be done solely because it is his will. Now, the first two parts we generally don't struggle with. I mean, it's pretty much all written down for us 
what the will of God in our lives is and the manner in which we are to fulfill that will in our lives. The place where we really get into trouble, the place where we really begin to struggle, the place where we ought to be very grateful for this particular time, a really consecrated time of the year, is not so much to know and to do God's will, but to purify our motives for doing so. I remember in my second or third year of seminary hearing one of my classmates proclaim, well, right about now, actually, I'm giving up dessert for Lent so that I can fit into my new cassock by the time Easter comes around. And isn't it so common that we treat grace as though it were some sort of vending machine and the season of Lent in particular. And we're standing there with a handful of quarters. We put one in. Here's my prayer. Here's my act of sacrifice. Here's my act of penance. And here's my almsgiving. Now, hey, wait a minute, nothing came out. I got gypped. And at the very least, we want someone to see us. See, look how many quarters I'm putting in. And Jesus says, this is the act of a deluded and misguided heart. If you are doing what you know to be true and good and right, but only in the expectation of receiving a tangible reward, or if even failing a tangible reward, you're doing it so that other people will know what a good person you are, you are fundamentally misunderstanding the true promise of this time and the true promise of your life. Do the will of God in the manner that he wills it to be done and solely because it is his will. And if in in an honest inventory of your heart, in an honest inventory of your desires, if you find anything there other than doing what you do because it is the will of God and for no other reason, then beg the Lord in his goodness to take that away. And say again, as the psalmist does, Lord, create a clean heart in me. Create a pure heart in me. Give me a steadfast spirit so that I might become fully and authentically who God created me to be. <laughs>